0: What's up guys from the heart of Montana? This is Carol College's student podcast.
1: Big Sky Small World.
0: Nice. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another another episode of Big Sky Small World. You know my name. My name is John Phillips, but I have a guest with me today. Guest, will you speak?
1: Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Johnny Day. I am your uh, guest uh, host today with John Phillips.
0: That's right. That's right. We met last year as, of course, freshmen. We are both sophomores, and today we're going to be talking about some good old college football, Division One college football.
1: You ready? I am.
0: All right. Let's get right into the action. Or actually, I should say, Johnny, how's your day? Go- how's your day going?
1: It's good. It's been going well. How about you?
0: Pretty good. I'm excited to talk about some football. Nice. I've definitely noticed a lot more work with sophomore year. Have you? I bet you have. Yes. Yeah.
1: So far. It's it's harder, but yeah. it's going well.
0: Yeah. So. All right. Time for some, before we get into the games, we're going to talk about like five or like six, seven, eight games. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know how many I wrote down, but we're going to talk, talk about some news first. Uh One of the the news pieces we're going to talk about is the new overtime rules. Johnny and I have talked about these recently because, for those of you that don't know, there was a nine-overtime game between Penn State and Illinois, partly mostly because of the rule changes. Johnny, do you want to explain what those rule changes are? The big one, at least.
1: Um, Well, I mean, first of all, I think that nine overtimes is just, like, too long. Agreed. In my opinion. Um, And, I mean... I guess they've changed it to uh, after two overtimes, each team has to go for a two-point conversion. And so, I mean, that's kind of like a, a bad thing and a good thing in a way. Like, But in terms of uh, the game that we saw go nine overtimes, uh, it just didn't really work, didn't help.
0: It, I mean, I just kind of watched the highlights, but it seems like that would just be boring. Because you have teams that... Are just constantly going back and forth on the field, like changing personnel and going to each end zone. Right after those two overtimes, yeah,
1: it's just a hassle.
0: It is, and it would still it would take longer, but it would be more entertaining, and honestly, might even feel shorter because it wouldn't be as boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, it would be entertaining in a way too to just watch. Um, I mean, games like that just kind of get more entertaining when they, like, kind of go back and forth. But in this case, uh, nobody really scored in this game. They yeah. just, the defense kept getting right. stops. And, like, as someone that watches the games, I'd rather see, like, both the teams score and go back and forth that way instead. But, you know. I,
0: I, I think they should have stuck with the original rules after they changed them from the L, because of the LSU-Texas A&M game, that seven, I believe, seven overtime game. Where it was that at some point, I can't remember if it was after two overtimes, but at some point after, like, two or three overtimes, you had to start scoring, um, going for two when you scored a touchdown. Yeah. And I think you had to score a touchdown, right, mm-hmm. at a certain point?
1: Yeah, I uh, think you're right about that. And just, like, I thought that game was very entertaining considering that the offenses, offenses kept scoring. And so they uh, made it more entertaining that way.
0: Yeah, that game went over 100 points.
1: hmm So that's crazy.
0: All right, next topic, Cincy-SMU hype. So for those of you that don't know, SMU and Cincy are both in the same conference and are both undefeated and are both ranked. And because of this, people are drawing up a lot of hype for the game, saying like, oh, SMU could upset Cincinnati, which, I mean, yeah, they could. But I don't think people are, are... taking a close look at SMU's schedule and quite, fr- and quite frankly, Cincinnati's schedule either. Both of these teams haven't necessarily played the greatest teams. I think SMU's best game is TCU and Cincinnati's best game is Notre Dame, Johnny's team over there, where they they beat uh, Notre Dame. They're both undefeated, as I mentioned, and Johnny and I have both mentioned and both agree that, that, quite frankly, Notre Dame's overhyped. Now, I think Notre Dame's still a top 25 team, but they are overhyped, and that's going to create an interesting matchup for Cincy-SMU, but also I want to point out that by having this conversation that people shouldn't just be riding on SMU's uh, coattails saying that they are going to or have a really good chance of upsetting Cincy. I just think if you look at the two teams' um, games that they played, Cincy has played a more complete game overall than, than SMU. Cincy's offense and defense, quite frankly, is better um, well, not better, but they're more well-rounded than if you took SMU's offense and defense. SMU's offense is ranked six in the nation, but SMU's defense is like 82nd or something in total in total defense. Whereas Cincinnati's both sides of the ball for them are both pretty equal, almost. Uh, more leveled, I should say, than, than... There's less of a discrepancy between those two than SMU's offense and defense. So, yeah, that's just my little rant there on that game. I don't want people getting too overconfident on uh, an upset with SMU. Johnny, thoughts? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, uh, I honestly think with Cincinnati being ranked so high as they are, they're like, it could be called like a dark horse, you know, because when I think of Cincinnati, I don't think it's a very a very good football team. Um, but, you know, they're obviously ranked high. You know they're number two. Um, but with that, like you said before, John, they haven't played very good teams, I think. Um, which also, I mean, that can say a lot about a team, uh, but also can't. Um, sometimes you can't go by that. Uh, but like you said before, how they beat Notre Dame, that was a good win as well, uh, obviously. But you just have to look at like strength of schedule, kind of at this point. And it's almost like Cincinnati's, it's just their conference Uh, Just one of those things where their conference just isn't that great. Uh, But obviously, I think if they stay undefeated, they have a good shot at making the college football playoff.
0: Yeah, I agree. Going back to what you were saying about them being ranked so high, I think we can all agree, at least I think that there's just – too much of a difference. I think Alabama is just so much of a better football team than Cincinnati is. And, like, if you look at those teams around them, the way Ohio State's playing right now, the way even Oklahoma's playing right now, some people might not agree with me with that, but I think so, with Oklahoma's firepower and, of course, Georgia and Alabama, I want a group of five team to show the you know the country that group of five teams should not be messed with. I mean, Boise State was one of kind of the first team to really show that group of five teams have what it takes on the on the national level. And I want to see that continue. But at the same time, I also want good games. I think we all want good games. And I want to see good competition. And I think Cincinnati up there is just not going to work. Now, I could totally be wrong, but that's just my gut instinct. I'm looking at Alabama play. I'm looking at Georgia play, Ohio State play. I'm like, there's no way... I don't think Cincinnati could hold up against these teams.
1: Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think that with Cincinnati being seven and zero, that's a big part of why they're ranked top right now. If they were to take one loss, I think even to a, like a good ranked team, they would be bumped back pretty pretty far. Um, if they, like I said, if they stay undefeated, I think they could make it. But you look at teams like. Um, Ohio State is number five, and they're six and one. They have one loss, but they're still number five. So, if you look at Cincinnati loses in the future, uh, teams like Ohio State or Oregon, number seven, who has one loss, they could possibly replace them, uh, even with one loss. You know, it's just a matter of strength of schedule.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens. All right. With that being said, we are done with rants. We are done with just random topics we are going to move on to some good old college football games this weekend and we're going to talk about what we think of the teams and who we think are who we think is going to win all right ladies and gentlemen the first game that we are going to discuss we are going from the 25th best team down to the 1st as far as games whether those teams in those games are 25 through 1 and the first game we're going to talk about is Ohio Iowa State at West Virginia. Iowa State is ranked number 22 in the nation, and West Virginia is unranked. My first initial impressions, my first thoughts on this game, is West Virginia has not looked that great this season. Their offense has been quite lackluster. In fact, they are 75, ranked 75th in total offense. But at least at the beginning of the year, their defense looked solid, but has started to regress. Unfortunately, they've regressed at the wrong time (laughs) as they're starting to play teams like Iowa State, who I'm now looking more fondly upon compared to when they played Iowa and lost to Iowa, as they did. Iowa State has Brock Purdy, who in the recent weeks has been playing really good, especially the last week. I should say mostly the last week where he threw 300-plus yards against Oklahoma State, who at the time was a top-10 team. And they, of course, won that game. Now, they were seven-point favorites, but nonetheless, it was against a a good opponent. You you don't get in the top 10 for nothing, usually. And so I think it's with that momentum that Iowa State has that makes me believe that Iowa State is going to win this game against against West Virginia. I, I don't see any improvement, not necessarily improvement, but I don't see anything that jumps out at me with West Virginia where I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick this team because of so-and-so. Or there's not this wild card factor where I'm like, ooh, this could either be like, this might be really good and this might surprise us. I just don't see that with with West Virginia. So, Ohio State. I This is the second time, man, I'm having a rough day. Iowa State is going to get the victory. What about um, you, Johnny?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, in my thoughts, I feel like... Uh, It's going to be a good game. I mean, West Virginia uh, is at home this game, so they've got that kind of advantage. Um, But I do think that Iowa State will probably just run away with it in the end. Um, I mean, they are like lead the Big 12 in limiting penalties, um, and they're among the best in the country in like turnovers per game. And I think that they'll win that battle. And probably in the end, the whole game, of course. Um, and just, like, they're being ranked number 22. Um, I mean, that probably doesn't say a whole lot about them. Um, they were ranked, like, what, top 10 when they played Iowa? Pretty good. Yeah. It was a good matchup. And then when they lost that game, obviously, they got bumped back pretty, pretty far. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, that their rank um, says less about them than it should. Um, because I think they probably should be ranked higher. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. And if if, there, if this game took place like the week after when they played Iowa, yes, I know Iowa's a good team. They have a really good defense. And, well, we're not even going to talk about the offense. But if this game happened a week after they played uh, Iowa, I would have honestly, it would have been harder for me to pick this game. But the way they've been playing recently and the way they have been playing, with the way they played against Oklahoma State, I just think, yeah, they're going to get the victory. Another important stat here, important number here, is they are 96th in pass yards allowed in the nation out of like 125 FBS teams. There's about 120 FBS teams. So not that good in that department. And with Brock Purdy, their quarterback, heating up. And starting to throw more and more, pass, getting more and more passing yards. That's just not a good mixture. We are, but bo- we are both on the Iowa State wagon. Sweet. All right, moving along, going down the top twenty-five. We have Penn State at Ohio State. Penn State, Penn State is ranked twentieth in the nation, and Ohio State is fifth. Johnny, who do you got in this game, and why? Um.
1: You know Penn State being twenty, uh, I think they got bumped down pretty far too. They used to be ranked pretty high as well, um, just like Iowa State was, and then took a loss. Um, you know I think that Iowa State is probably gonna win this game. I mean, I don't. It's I, Ohio State. Uh, it's at Ohio State, so I think that will play a big role in it. Um, their Ohio State's defense has struggled a little bit this year, but I think that. Their offense is just too good, and um, Penn State. Uh, I think they've they've lost a couple bad games this year. Um, I think that Ohio State is just going to win, and I think that it's going to be probably by one or two touchdowns. Okay, so.
0: I am in total agreement with you as far as the verdict. I believe as well that Ohio State is going to win. They have the number one total offense in the nation right now, and that's no surprise with receivers like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So that helps. And then also, Penn State right now is just not in a good place. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, they lost in nine after nine overtimes to Illinois, who's not that great of a team. Also, Illinois managed to put up 400-plus rushing yards on Penn State. Illinois is not a very good rushing football team. <laughs> so that doesn't help. And with that loss and also the fact that Sean Clifford, Penn State's starting quarterback, who when healthy, I believe, is a sol- is a solid quarterback in college football, no doubt. He can he can sling the ball when at times, for sure. And he has good receivers as well, decent receivers. But he's re- he's hurt right now and you could clearly sit- see that in the Illinois game. And so to me, Penn State seems to have this, like, pack-it-in mentality right now. It's one of those—they're having one of those seasons where it's a team that does really hot in the beginning, and then they lose a couple games, and so they kind of just slump, right? They kind of slump down, and they aren't performing maybe nearly as good as they should be, or maybe there's things that that are preventing them to not play as as good as they should be, and I think it's a mix of both, quite frankly, here. And yeah, so I agree. Ohio State— I believe will win as well. I think there's also blowout potential in this in this game as well.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I know I said one or two touchdowns, but what I'm reading here is uh, Ohio State winning 42 to 17. A good uh, prediction that I'm looking at right now, and obviously that's a lot higher than what I said. So it could be just a runaway blowout, you know?
0: Right. Although you never know, it could be close. It's college football, right? It's college football. So upsets and close games are more relevant than normal. And you never know, maybe Sean Clifford just balls out with that injury. He's a a little bit tweaked. He's still going to play. He's injured, though, but he can still play, obviously. He's going to play through it. And maybe he just balls out. Maybe the Penn State receivers beat up on a not-so-great, as far as, where they've been at in recent history, not so great Ohio State secondary. They've been having some issues this year. And we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, uh, to go off of that, I think uh, Penn State wants to win. Uh, Their defense really has to step up a lot. Um, Penn State overall is yet to allow an opponent to score over more than 23 points in a game this season. Um, And so obviously that's going to be pretty tough. They are playing number one offense in the nation. Um, But I mean, you know... Uh, just like little stats like that go a long way. And so you never know. But
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. Next matchup. Keep scrolling down. We're going to scroll down. Oh, we don't have to scroll that far. It's number 19 SMU at Houston. I am a SMU fan over here. I I had a cousin that played there, and so I kind of follow them loosely. And, of course, I am slightly biased when I say this. But I believe SMU is going to pull out the victory. They're going to pull out the dub. Here's why. SMU, for starters, has a better offense. Now, that being said, Houston has a better defense. But I think, and I think, and I think, obviously there's the, there's the whole saying, right, defense wins championships. But when it comes to this game in particular, I feel that Tanner Mordecai, their quarterback, has enough weapons and has been in tight games and has been in enough adverse situations where they can pull this out over Houston. Another thing to keep in mind too is if SMU can get over the defensive hump, which I believe they can, which I believe they can, because they're both effective in the they're both a the really good rush rushing game and a really good passing game as for especially for Group of Five. In to, SMU's offense, in total offense, is ranked sixth in the nation whereas Houston's total defense is 18, which is still really good, obviously. But I think with the combination of the fact that they can run and pass efficiently and, well, quite frankly, really well when they're at the top of their game, I think they can overcome Houston's good defense to win this game. Because if you look on the other side of the ball, Houston's offense is not that great. Now, SMU's defense also is... Not that great as they're ranked, I believe, like 82nd in the nation right now in total defense. But, again, I am just riding on SMU's firepower to override that defense and SMU's defense to step up. Because there are to- There have been times this season where SMU's defense has stood up against good teams. TCU is a team that they played and won against. They allowed T- TCU, I believe, they didn't allow over 40, I know, with TCU. Um, and they hold, they held them under thirty for most of that game when they played TCU, and they won, of course, as I mentioned before. But as examples like that make me believe SMU's defense can step up and stop, quite frankly, any offense because TCU's offense is much better. Their SMU's off or SMU TCU's offense is top twenty-five right now, actually, and I assume it was when SMU was playing them. And the fact that SMU could stop them makes me believe that well, why can't they stop a uh, a cruddier offense, if you get, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. So yes, my final score. If I had to predict a score, we haven't been predicting scores, but let's get a little fun here. I'm gonna say thirty four to thirty one. SMU is gonna win by a field goal at Houston. SM, Houston's five and one, by the way. But I should also, or it's not five and one, six and one. But I should also clarify. That Houston hasn't played very many good teams Johnny and I were talking about this earlier But they haven't All the teams that they've played Have losing records right now I'm going to stick with my score 34-31 SMU wins at Houston Johnny, you're up
1: I think that's pretty close You know, you were saying all those things About uh, how good SMU's defense is
0: I said how, ba- I said how bad they were or Bad, excuse yeah. me You're good, you're good um,
1: But, I mean, opposite of that They have very good offense They do and they have the best offense in the AAC. Okay. Um, which obviously might not be a strong uh, conference, but still, um, of course, they're playing Houston, who's in the same conference. So, um, but really, I think this game uh, is just overall big for both games. It's a critical conference like tiebreaker um, with Houston being 6 1, SMU 7 0, of course. Um, Houston pulls up upset and they both, you know, win the rest of their games, Houston will hold the tiebreaker. Um, And it could be a potential conference championship appearance at stake as well. Um, Obviously, Houston having home field uh, is pretty big, too. Um, But meanwhile, Houston is also on a six-game win streak. And given you said all those wins come against teams that have losing records. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote
0: me on it, but I remember reading somewhere that if it was most of the teams that they've played have losing records right now.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, so with that, I mean, SMU also has a seven-game win streak um, right now as well. Uh, so I think both teams are pretty hot in general, you know. Uh, those are pretty good win streaks. Uh, but I would probably go with you and agree that SMU is going to win uh, in Houston. Um, I think it will be more than a field goal. What'd you say? Prediction?
0: Uh, Thirty-four, thirty-one.
1: Okay. Um, I'd say about. Let's go with twenty-eight to seventeen. SMU. All right. Are you? Well, are, is it going
0: to be a tough twenty-eight, seventeen? So like, it's going to be very indecisive till the end of the game, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I would say. Um, like, it's not going to be one pretty of these defensive.
0: It's not going to be one of those game. games where Houston throws like a. Uh, trash touchdown at the end of the game sort of thing, where it's kind of like a last-second touchdown that doesn't mean anything. It's not going to be one of those things is what you're saying.
1: No, I'd just say 28-17, um, both like a good defensive-minded game, I think is what it's going to be in the end.
0: Cool. Well, that is SMU at Houston. We are going to keep traveling down our list. Oh, by the way, pony up. Traveling down our list to... Auburn, number 18 Auburn versus number 10 Ole Miss. Ole Miss is at Auburn. They've lost one game, Ole Miss has, to Alabama. And Alabama crushed them. It was never close, really. And Auburn is 5-2. and two. Auburn's lost to Penn State and Georgia, I believe, is who the two teams they've lost to. Both good teams. Johnny, who do you have in this game?
1: I'd say this is going to be... I would say both teams are pretty equal. obviously Old Miss losing to Alabama it's Alabama you know well it's, yeah it's uh, Alabama and so besides that they're I mean they're six and one overall um, but I mean Auburn number 18 in Auburn. I'd probably have to go with Auburn here maybe it's a little upset I mean number 18 Old Miss is number 10. Uh, I'd say they're pretty close. Overall, the uh, biggest question, I think, is if Auburn's offense can keep pace against a mediocre Ole Miss defense, uh, which has been all year. I mean, Ole Miss has played pretty good defensive games. They beat LSU, um, shut them down, and so mainly they've relied on their defense this year, but I think that Auburn in the end is going to come come away with it.
0: I a hundred percent agree. This is one of those games where you look at it from a superficial perspective, and you're like, "Well, I mean, Ole Miss is ten, right? So they should win. They have it's Lane Kiffin. They have an electric offense." I'm the hot, the hot take, the hot pick, the basic. I don't want to offend anyone, but the basic hot take here, or basic take, would to just be to choose Ole Miss to win this game because of their offense and Lane Kiffin's the hot. One of the hot head coaches right now in college football, but the matchup that I'm looking at closely is Auburn's rushing game versus Ole Miss's rushing defense. Auburn has really has two nice running backs that they that they change out and use both. They use both of them, and that rushing attack in particular, Auburn's is 36th right now in the nation, ranked 36th. Ole Miss's defense against the rush is 98th. That, for me, is the reason why Auburn is going to win this game. Also, the fact that they're at O'Hare Stadium, I believe that's what it's called, O'Hare Stadium, where Auburn plays, and that... I mean, you've seen... Johnny, you've seen highlights and and watched games at O'Hare Stadium, Auburn Stadium. They remember there was the the infamous, the iconic kick six, right, where Alabama uh, kicked that field goal and it was short and the Auburn player took it all the way back. Like, stuff like that, you see the crowd and they get, like, so crazy in that stadium. So I think... Their rushing game and the fact that they do have home field advantage is going to win them win them this game.
1: Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty big game overall. Um, obviously, both teams being the SEC, and right now Alabama being the number one team in the SEC, um, this matchup between Ole Miss and Auburn will most likely determine who is Alabama's biggest challenge in the SEC in that conference. Um And so I think that this is a big game in that way, and to see whoever wins this game, um, carry some momentum into possibly facing Alabama and SEC championship in the future.
0: Well, remember, don't forget about Georgia.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. But no, but
0: I get you. You were right from the standpoint, Johnny, that Ole Miss and Auburn are both on Alabama's side of the SEC. Yeah. So you're right in that. You're right in that aspect there we'll see who's gonna be Alabama's biggest well, they've lost Texas A and M. So besides Texas A and M, who else poses somewhat of a threat to Alabama?
1: Yeah. And the SEC West, I think is what I meant to say. Yeah.
0: Well actually Ole Miss already remember Miss already played Alabama. I'm forgetting stuff too. Mm. But we'll see if Auburn has any shot with this game, you know what we'll figure out is whether Auburn has any shot at making it interesting with Alabama. Yeah. So, yes, I see exactly where you're coming from. We both agree. We both have Auburn. And we'll see how it goes. All right, we're going to keep cruising. We're going to keep cruising along, cruising along. Pitt at Miami, or, yeah, I believe it's Pitt at Miami. Yeah, it's Miami at Pitt. Sorry, my bad. I have, we'll just go with our picks for these ones, and we'll save our, our comments for some of the other big games. I have... Pitt in this game, purely from the standpoint that they're, they have been one of the most consistent football teams in the nation. We're not going to talk about the Western Michigan game. No one look at that. That was We'll call that their, their hump, their look-ahead game, where they just didn't perform as good as they really should have. So I have Pitt winning this game comfortably, quite frankly, I think by two touchdowns in a comfortable fashion, I should say. Kenny Piggott should be in the Heisman race. I don't know why he's not talked about more. That's just a crime in itself. And, yeah, Johnny, who are you picking?
1: Um, well, to start off, I mean, coming into this game, uh, Miami's 3-4, and four, uh, so obviously not a great record. But they had the biggest win of the season last week um, against number 18, NC State, and it was at NC State. So a pretty big upset there. So obviously they carry some momentum in this game um, against Pittsburgh, who's number 17, but obviously, I'd probably still go with Pittsburgh. Um, obviously, them being six six and one, um, they lost to Clemson. Who
0: Pitt?
1: Uh, is only really, oh, pit Pitt, Pitt beat no, Clemson. Oh, they beat Clemson. Yeah, you're good. you're
0: good. You're good. You're good.
1: Um, but they've won four games in a row, so they have some momentum as well on their side, and I think that. Um, they're probably going to beat Miami, who has mostly struggled overall this year. And the record doesn't show much at all.
0: Yeah, and they've also had a lot of injuries too, Miami. Prior to the NC State game, which I was surprised that they beat NC State, I, I comfortably thought S- NC State could beat them. With but Keep in mind too that Miami or yeah Miami's on their second string quarterback right now. De'Ara King, their starter, went down with an injury and is not coming back in the season. So yeah, I thought they were totally out for the count. And I think, as you mentioned, Johnny, their momentum will add a little bit more heat in this game and will make it closer than it would have been prior to this week. But I also agree, as I mentioned before, I have pit. All right, keep cruising. We're going to move to number 16, Baylor versus Texas. I like Baylor in this game. I just think that Texas has been too inconsistent this season on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. They've been more consistent with their running game. But if you look at the, the way that Texas has started their games this year and has finished their games, not so good. They've had really hot first quarters, and after that they've just really dropped off significantly. Through many games we, we have seen this. Oklahoma's a good one. Of course that was a huge, huge game, but that is still an example. And I just think Baylor, they are... 33 in total defense, Baylor is, and they also have a comparable offense as well. And yeah, I'm picking Baylor, Johnny. This is this is at Baylor, by the way. I should make that point.
1: You say Baylor's going to win?
0: Yeah, I just think um. they're too much. They're just they're too consistent, and Texas is too inconsistent. And they also, as I mentioned before, have a solid rush defense, which is Texas's really big strong suit with Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I'd say this is not really as obvious as it looks. Um, for me, I'd probably say that Baylor is going to win in the end. Okay. Um, but Baylor's offense, uh, not too great this year. Uh, They've had one of the worst uh, running offenses in the nation uh, last year, um, and they're averaging just under 240 yards and three touchdowns per game this year. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of how their offense is going to play um, compared to um, Texas' defense, which has been a major problem for them this season. Um, but overall, I would say that Baylor is going to pull it out, and they're probably a favorite for me to win.
0: If you, and also if you look at both of their schedules – They're winning all the games that they should. The only game they lost to, what the only team they lost to this year was Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State is a top twenty-five team, I still think. So, and they are in the top twenty-five right now. So there's our picks for Baylor, Texas. Next up, we have number eleven, Notre Dame versus North Carolina. North Carolina is at Notre Dame. Johnny, of course, is a Notre Dame fan. So in honor of your Notre Dame fan, being a Notre Dame fan, Johnny, you get to go first. Who is going to win this game and why?
1: Well, obviously I I should still say Notre Dame. But looking at it, um, I'd say it's going to be pretty close overall. I think North Carolina uh, always gives Notre Dame a good fight. They've played them tight uh, before past years, um, upset them before. Um, Obviously Notre Dame being... Right number eleven, uh, it's still pretty good. Um, of course, some will say like you believe they're overrated, um, and I get I get where you're coming from there. Uh, I'm definitely been kind of disappointed with them this year. Um, they have obviously their one loss to Cincinnati. Um, however, three of their six wins are against unranked teams, and all three of those games were points. Uh, they only won by three points. And so it's just like they've really struggled mostly against unranked teams, which North Carolina is an unranked team. Um, but obviously um, i got to still go with Notre Dame. They've played their best game against Wisconsin this year. Uh, blowing them out by like 30 or so. Um, and I think it's up to Notre Dame's quarterback I'm a really big fan of him. Cohen, um, obviously, you mentioned... Is he starting? They've had struggles, right? You mentioned they've had... Right. Is he starting Cohen? I believe he is this week, yeah. Okay. And then uh, Kyron Williams, to the running back. I'm a big fan of him. Um, I think he's pretty tough. I don't think that North Carolina is going to be able to stop them, their offense. Um, And then Notre Dame's defense is pretty darn good this year, too. Um, Only... Allowing 23 points per game, so not bad. Uh, Compared to North Carolina, they've been allowing about 30. Um, North Carolina's scored more points per game this year than Notre Dame. Um, But I just think in Notre Dame, um, in South Bend, it's just going to be a tough atmosphere. Uh, So I'd still pick Notre Dame for this one, no doubt.
0: I agree. I'm going to pick Notre Dame as well as much as I hate it. For those that don't know, I. I know, I know. For those that don't know, I do not like Notre Dame at all, partially because they're always overrated. I think it's going to be a really close game. North Carolina is one of those teams that you feel like can get an upset on on any week, on any day or week. They can get an upset. And so I think they're going to keep it really close, and I have Notre Dame by a field goal. And then one last game before we end it the big game brother versus brother we have michigan we have michigan at michigan state this is the biggest game of the week by far for all those penn state and ohio state fans don't even don't even try me it's definitely this game michigan at michigan state michigan and michigan state both have really good defenses or i should say michigan has really good defense michigan's defense is ranked number 11 overall in the nation the and have some really good players on that defense. Michigan State has an okay defense, but a better offense than Michigan. I personally am going to pick Michigan State in this game purely because I feel more comfortable in um, Peyton Thorne throwing the football down the field for Michigan State. Cade McNamara for Michigan this year has continually struggled with throwing the football down the field. And I think because of these defenses. I know, I know. I said Michigan State's defense was okay, but I, they can come to play. I think the running games are going to struggle. When they do, Michigan State is going to be able to come pull through because they can actually throw the football da- downfield with, with Peyton Thorne, Whereas they can't. Cade McNamara has shown in no instance that he can do it on a consistent basis, and that and has shown that they can't really rely on him with his arm. So that's my pick. Michigan, Michigan State over Michigan. It's going to be really close. I'm going to say by a touchdown. They're going to win by a touchdown. And then another thing people people uh, should watch out for, college football fans, is just watch the great running backs play. Blake Corum and Kenneth Walker the third are both really great running backs. Kenneth Walker is yeah. on the Heisman list.
1: Yeah, er- he, uh, he leads the nation in rushing right now. So obviously that's a big plus for them.
0: Right. And... Yeah, just hope for a good game. I think it will be. But ultimately, Peyton Thorne is going to win it with his arm, is my prediction. And I have Michigan State by 10 points, actually.
1: Got the Spartans.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Over to you, Johnny.
1: I'm going to go with the Wolverines this game. Um, Whoa.
0: That's not a hot take, but whoa.
1: I know. I mean, I think that, you know, we've seen Michigan in past years where they've they struggled, you know, and I think because, I mean, they've been good uh, basically every year under Harbaugh, but I really think this year they just, like, they stand out a little more, um, of course, and I just see, I see them making the college football playoff this year. I do.
0: All right, let me just leave for a second. I'm just going to walk out the door. Hold on. I see them staying undefeated, John. I'm going to walk out the door. No, just kidding. I'm not going to walk out the door. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Johnny. Um.
1: Anyway, I mean, I I'm gonna go with Michigan. You know, I mean, uh, I think that their defense is gonna step up and they're gonna stop uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, who obviously leads the nation in rushing. Um, but Michigan actually averages 50 more rushing yards per game than Michigan State. Um, and they've only allowed three sacks all year. So I think their O line uh, is gonna play a big part the dub they're going to get. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, you can look at Michigan State also has been really good at this pass, rut, pass rush. They've had four sacks per game. Um, so I'd say the defenses are pretty even. And you can even say that again. Uh, you know, with offenses, are pretty even too. Um, you know, they have good, uh, good receivers, uh, good quarterbacks. Uh, I just think that Michigan State's you think, you defense. Think Michigan has
0: a, you think Michigan has a good quarterback? Yeah. K. McNamara?
1: Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, overall, I just think that Michigan State's defense is going to just not do so good. And Michigan's offense is just going to kind of run away with the game, and it's going to be more of a high-scoring game. Um, And so I would say I'd give it 42-35, I would say. Okay. Good offensive game, hopefully entertaining um, and it's obviously probably the biggest game this week. Uh, it is brother and, v. brother. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously Michigan Michigan State. Those are always big games. And with that, uh, it's only the sixth Big Ten conference game in the pool era where both teams are 7-0. Wow. Um, so obviously it kind of comes with that, um, kind of more of a big deal. Um, and so, yeah, I think the Wolverines are going to pull it out.
0: This is This is where the Big Ten starts getting interesting. This is where you see, obviously, Michigan State playing Michigan and Ohio State is going to play Penn State. They're going to start playing better teams in their conference, and it's going to get interesting. The only other things I would add, Johnny, is I definitely see where you're coming from with Michigan State's defense. Michigan State's defense right now is 89th in the nation, so they're not that good. But again, I am super afraid that McNamara for Michigan is not going to have that arm that he needs at the right time. I just don't see it, and I see it in Thorne. It's fair. So, and I'm also going to revise it a little. I'm going to say by a touchdown. Okay. I'm just going to say I not I don't know the score, but uh, Michigan states going to win by a touchdown.
1: That's fair. Where are you coming from?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's that, Johnny. That is our picks for this week for this weekend. And a little bit of some rants by me, and some comment commentary by you. John's rants, lovely. Johnny has heard many of them.
1: I'm mean, I'm used to him by now. He's used to him so. by now.
0: Well, we again, we hope you enjoyed another episode of Big Sky Small World. Johnny, I so appreciate that you came on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was you can, an honor. Yes, you can come on whenever you want. I will be glad to talk about anything with you. Football sports, movies, whatever. And with that being said, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.